A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Flatters and Shankers podcast. Um, I am Flatters. I'm only my name's only first because it's alphabetical. It's nothing to do with egos. Um, and he is. It's everything to do with egos. Huh? Shankers. I know. Shankers. Yeah, but it's because you got so many caps. It's like I feel like a bit like of an imposter I got imposter syndrome so I like to put it first like if yeah. I do something with Lawrence Delalio I make sure my name goes first on the on but the it's list. sort of like rugby days are gone now mate you've got to make it in the real world yeah rugby's a thing Is of the past the real world uh, yeah part of the real world yeah I don't think we quite live in the real world um or the front well, line but I've just watched the bath game on telly with me mate John at me mate John's house and we had a glass of rosé some sausages, uh, actually from Field and Flower. He bought them independently, uh, but did not buy our barbecue box, which I find odd, and a glass of rosé, followed by coffee. So is that the real world? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was bank holiday, bank isn't, holiday it? isn't it? Bank do, holiday, innit? Do what you want on a bank holiday. Bank holiday, innit? Well, within reason, yeah. within social distancing. How have you been, anyway? Don't ask, don't ask me. I'm, fi- I'm fine, mate. Don't ask me if I've been to the gym today. <laughs> don't. Oh, you double session of you? What? <laughs> leg day as my friend as my friend Georgia said her her son Isaac keeps saying it's leg day and she said isn't everyday leg day like you walk around on them is that not enough I said no mate I was blimmin' it was squats one way ticket to Squatsville Tennessee squatters what? rights this morning you've done double weights today no they're just one ah. just did legs just yeah. legs they'll get away sticks my row is still oh. knackered, mate. My row is still knackered. I, I don't know what's the matter with Oh, you've got a broken rower. Mm. Ever since oh, you had a go on it and did 201 metres. Oh, um, yeah. You've either jinxed it by sending a little, a little... You've cast a little spell on it. Um, or something or, serious. I, I've tried everything, mate. I've tried everything. I've changed the sprocket. I've changed the bearings. I've changed the pulley. I've changed the lot, mate. 
I think I and need. Are you, and are you ordering these things and waiting for them all to arrive and then YouTubing how to fix them and it's a really long process? No, I know it inside out, mate. The amount of times I've taken it apart now. Um, I did send yeah. it off to a guy um, who fixes a few gyms. I won't mention his name because he charged me 40 quid and it still doesn't work. Um, he no. said He said the flywheel bearing needed a massive grease in. Um, so it was bone dry. So he did that, came back, still clicking when I wrote and now the chain's giving way. So... When I um, the problem is right. I'm trying to order a new flywheel. It's very boring for a lot of people, I know. But the flywheel's no. A big, this is good stuff. It's good stuff. Flywheel's the big fan that turns when you pull it right inside the inside the circular. It's 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 the lorry canter. It's the big fan. And um, I need to order a complete one of them. But the only problem is, I keep forgetting to ring up because the only opening hours at the moment are eleven till two, and I played golf on oh. Friday. Um, so I couldn't do it then. It was too windy, and I just keep forgetting, mate. I just get, and when I come oh. to, when I come to remember, it's like three o'clock. Like, oh, I, I still ring oh. up just in case someone answers. But um, speaking of Laurie Cantor, Flatman, um, I just like to call you by his surname now. Yeah, um, sure. He finished quite high on the European Tour, which is held at the Belfry over the weekend. Um, he finished thirteenth, which is very very good. Um, finished on. Eight under winner was Hojard wow. with fourteen under, but had a really good round. Our 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 friend, our acquaintance. Um, Hang on, thirteen under, and the winner was fourteen under. So he's a shot he, off. No, he finished oh, thirteen. Eight under, thirteenth, eight, yeah. eight under. And he had a good round of sixty-five. Round three was his best. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, well done, well done, Loza. He's I, been. Um, I'm sending him a few more twi- um, messages just on WhatsApp. Ju- just, I mean, not because I like him, but just in case. He makes it, and then I like him, sort of thing. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a bit like every like once every couple of months, I'll just interact with like Eddie Pepperell and Laurie Cantor, just in case they go big. And then one day they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you're in Dublin. Do you want to come into corporate?" Yes, I do. Can I bring nine absolute beast lads with me and get sloshed? Do you get wanna, slaughtered? Yeah. Do you want to shed a load of Gore-Tex gear? Hundred percent. What size shoe are you? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Can I get? Uh, Eddie, Laurie, uh, you must get this all the time, so please feel free to ignore, but any chance you can get a set of golf clubs for my mate Darren um, from TaylorMade or Ping or whoever sponsors these people. That's, Darren, he, that's sounds it, like a, he sounds like a brickie or, a, um, Iron Ma- or an Ironmonger. Everyone, everyone in Maidstone's either called Darren or Ryan. Uh, all of my mates there anyway. Yeah, any Keiths? Uh, don't know a Keith. I know one Keith. I've got two Keiths in my life. Um, Any Carls with a K? Because they're dodgy. No. Chris mm. with a K. Chris Chesney. Dodgest bloke I know. Exactly. exactly. You know, should be with a C. Same with a Carl, mate. Thing is, I the, na- the name thing, right? It's like Tomos. I guess in Wales, Tomos is fine, but you don't, you know, you're not in Wales all the time. But you, if you give your kid a name that they're going to have to spell out every time you say it, you're doing them a disservice. And I've done that with one of my kids. I mean, the greatest thing now for me is that there's a couple more sort of semi-famous Thomases that have come on the scene. Um, yeah. Thomas Williams, scrum half, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's injured, actually. He's out for a few months with a shoulder. Um, nightmare. Did, did it last week. Yeah. Played really well as well. He's out the back door. Gets tackled. Boom. Shoulder gone. Shoulder city. Um, yeah. And there's, and, there's, city. and there's Thomas David, who does the news um, okay. on the BBC. So, yeah. I okay. mean, obviously, I lead the table in Thomases. Yeah. Yeah. You do at this point, don't you? Which They're is catching good. me. You They're catching me. 
because you led a few tables and then like Jamie Roberts came along and like basically stole your life and now nah. the one thing you've got is that he's not stole my his life, dad mate. doesn't have four caps he's not stole my life mouse. he's not stole my life mate he's gone to the dragons and uh went on holiday and contracted covid came back so <laughs> <laughs> why am i laughing it's not funny uh are we allowed to laugh at that i'm not sure um it turns out it's happening but he could have caught it um, he, he could have caught it anywhere anywhere in the he could have caught it at tesco's um not his road trip around france no way. Yeah, at least he wasn't spending a lot of time in different NHS places doing sort of blogs and stuff as well. So he probably didn't. He, nah, someone wrote the blog for that him. That was beforehand. That was before. Someone ghostwrited it, mate. He just took photos. <laughs> Looking sad. That can't be true. That cannot <laughs> be true. Um, he's too nice. Uh, Tommy, look, you're back on the TV. Okay, well, you're in. You've gone. Your first first game back. You've gone double denim. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you've done it. But you've, and I would love to say you haven't, as you know, but you've massively pulled it off. Look good, didn't um, And I don't think anyone's uh, restart, rugby restart, rugby resumption post-COVID debut on TV has got quite so much attention uh, in the rugby world as yours did. You've got you've got everyone piling in on your outfit. You've got some people saying it looks like you're doing poo-poos. Uh, all, you know... If you press pause at any one time, you can make anyone look like they're high, drunk, asleep, doing a poo. So that doesn't really count. Uh, but it's you've got a lot of attention, haven't you? I think it's because I'm well liked, um, not because I'm an, <laughs> not, not because I'm a, an easy target. Um, yeah, yeah, I did a bit of shopping um, through my wardrobe. I've, I've, John, I've not bought hardly any clothes. I say I've, I've bought a couple of jumpers. That's it through lockdown for for the last six months. And you know what we're like. We used to love going to Blue Water, didn't we? Cool. Lakeside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight in the Armani. Um, but um, I found that old number and then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. If there's one thing I've learned from you, it's the peacock. You know, you do it with your jacket, you get a lot of attention. I did it yeah. with a denim shirt. I thought, is it too risque going denim jeans as well? Blue denim jeans? Because I nearly did. <laughs> Mad. The old Cana- I did it. The old Canadian tuxedo. That's what I like to call it. I love that. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. That's very good. Um, I I went double denim. Uh, I basically, because I'm, you know, I'm a bit mad. You know, I'm a bit, and I'm a bit, me- a bit mad on the booze, and like I can absolutely just lose it and be like go all night and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. like Jason Leonard. Yeah, I went out. I went out on the Blimmin' Lash in Bath and um, with a few uh, mates one Friday night, and I was doing the BT game the next day, and I they were like right drinking game and if you lose it you've got to wear double denim on tv i was like i have to even own a denim shirt so i can't do that so i'm really i'm quite sweaty so i'm like i don't want to wear a blue denim shirt in case i get penalty spots on it so anyway anyway the next day i i, I lost it and i like you won't do it you won't do it anyway i turned up and pre-match i was in jeans with a denim shirt but i had a jumper a coat over the top or a jumper over the top so you couldn't see i was like lads i'm in double denim you just can't see it and they said it doesn't count doesn't count so i I actually did it in the half time. I took off the coat or the jumper, whatever it was. And I stood in double denim and I just got hammered for it. It was just, it was not, it wasn't pleasant actually. It wasn't even funny. They're like, you, you, you got no friends. Hammered in a nice way. No fans. I did the game um, with Shane uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And we'll talk about the game a little bit later. There's not much to talk about. Blues play pretty well. 
Um, Ospreys were pretty terrible, but it's the last That'll game. Do. It's the last game for the season for most of the teams. So just happy yeah. to to finish it. Um, but Shane had this massive watch on. Now I don't know loads about watches. I know like a Panerai when I see one, uh, a Rolex. You yeah. know, I can't tell if they're real or not. This one was massive and shiny. I couldn't um, tell the brand. He said the brand. It was it was a foreign brand. I can't remember what it was, but. He bought it off a guy. He lives in Amford. He bought it off a guy out of the back of a car. And I said, is it a BMW? And he said, no, but his mate of his bought it off the car. Because <laughs> I remember, because clock then, because I remember <laughs> about 15, 20 years ago, there used to be loads of people buying watches out of the back of a BMW. And loads. Did you yeah. buy one as well? No, I never did. I, I came really close and thought this cannot be a good decision because it... This is a really expensive watch that I've never heard of, and it's really cheap suddenly. I'm like, this can't be right, and it turned out it was a well-known scam. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. I I sometimes get asked if I want to buy razor blades in the gym. Um, really? Asked, yeah, just razor blades. Um, what else did he, he asked me for? Um, uh, handbags for the missus, a few things like that. But this, clock, this jogged my memory, probably about... 18 months ago, same guy, Gav, right? He asked if I wanted to buy some photos because he obviously does a bit of robbing now and again. I know I'm not condoning that at all, but he does. Yeah, but he robs from the rich and gives to the poor, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said he's got a couple of photos. I said, well, how much are they then? And he went, 1.2 million and 900 grand. I went, what? I said, I've got to see these. So went to the car, bought them back. I said, Gav, you robbed an estate agent's mate. Oh Christ! <laughs> I made, oh Christ! That was such a long tea. I made. Did Shane have a big watch on or not? Nah, not at all. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm gonna have to do a bit of a backstory here. <laughs> yeah, I was all in on that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had a watch on. <laughs> um, he's looking well. Oh, though. He's looking well though. He's on a new diet. Good. He's on. The, he's the oh, leanest he's ever been. Oh, God, give me a break. Ah, he's not going to survive winter, mate, with no body fat storage. I'll tell you now. Oh, give me a give me a break, Shano. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, was, I, was at the, uh, I was at the Northampton Bath game midweek, and I Will Stewart, the Bath prop, walked past. He's got a wicked haircut, best haircut in the league. And I said to Stuart Hooper... Mm. Has he? What about, the, what, well, about, he? what about Tiff? I can't remember his Tiff Eden. No, Tiff Will, Eden. Tiff yeah. Eden. No, Stuart, Will Stewart's better. He's highlighted it and everything. It's, okay. it's amazing. And... Um, I said to Stuart Hooper, I said, he's playing well, isn't he? He's a, he's a good unit. He goes, mate, he, he weighs, hey, did you know he gets around well, but he weighs this much. I won't say much he weighs because it's kind of private. And he's like, he's massive. I was like, oh my God, that is really big. Then I was like, oh my God, that's what I weigh. <laughs> and I'm not training every day. Mm. So um, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to make make public um, a new, uh, I've taken a new approach to dramatic weight loss. Fasting. Yeah, mm, oh, yeah, I've done it already. I've told you already. Yeah. Anyway, today today's day one. Today is day one of fasting. It's intermittent fasting, so I'm just giving myself an eight-hour window to okay. eat. So I didn't have anything to eat till one p.m. today. What about I'm making being, up for it, mind? What about being on the lash with your mate watching the rugby? Hey, it's, it's in my window, fella. Okay. Right. I don't look. I don't make the rules. It's like when you go into breakfast at the club and they got sausages and bacon out. Like you put it out. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. I'm eating it. 
I'm in. I'm in the eight-hour window, fella. I the, went. I got up at eight and didn't eat till one. So do me a favour. There are day. There are diets, right, where you can eat a certain amount of calories for five days and just go mad for two days, right? Um, oh God. Yeah, I think the madness will overtake. I think you'll put on weight if you're going to try that. Yep. Yep, I would. I'm just doing. I'm not doing anything crazy. I quite like. I've done fasting before and quite liked it. Um, I only did it for fun. Like I think I think I was injured or I'd finished playing or something. But it was quite interesting. And you'd locked in the lift. Do, you, you do oddly. Yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> locked in the toilet for forty minutes. You oddly at a service station. You oddly feel really good when you do a bit of it. I, I felt really good when I've done it before. Like you almost feel like euphoric. It's really odd. Um, People but say that about bread. People say that about bread. Um, but you've got to go through the process of you know cutting bread out completely. And bread is just. Yeah. It's too nice. Bread's the one. You can toast yep. it. You don't have to toast it. Um, it's easy. It's quick. Uh, and it tastes bloody lovely. So it tastes bloody lovely. I, but I've also, I've been reading loads about intermittent fasting, right? And of course, there are purists and there's hardcore ones and there's people that have been doing it for 30 years and weigh nine stone and great stuff. But real world stuff, it's like, right, anything that isn't water is breaking your fast. Mm. And it's like, so you can't have a coffee in the morning. And I was like, but if you have a black espresso with no milk, no sugar, no sweeteners, nothing, surely that's all right. And really what I'm trying to do is just... That is. Yeah, but all I'm I'm trying to do is reduce the number of calories that go into my mouth. Mm. That is it. Like I'm reasonably happy with the blend of food I eat. I think I just eat too much of it. So I can, I had lunch at one o'clock, so... I will have dinner at some point and I can eat up until nine, but I'll probably stop eating at half seven, eight o'clock. What about laying off the so booze, Yeah, lash monster? No? I don't drink much. I don't drink that much, but I, yeah, like I won't, if, if, if we have a G&T tonight, I won't have one after nine now. Could you give up alcohol completely? Yeah. Mm. The thing is though, people that don't drink, you know, when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. Yes, true. Actually. You know, it doesn't get yeah. any better. Whereas That's you, <laughs> yeah, no man. So, no, I like. I, I've been good. I like, I... Have you? Yeah, I've been good this week. I had a pint of Guinness after um, the golf on Thursday, and uh, working yesterday. So, a couple of pints before you went on air, just to relax you. Yeah, you know how it is. Just yeah. to relax you, fella. Nervous. First There's day one... back. Did you get any nerves? First and last day back. Uh, no, it was all right. It was all right. Um, but um, season starts in October again, so not long. No, we're all right. We've just got to survive, boy. We've just got to survive now. I just need, I need some. I need like Donald Trump to, uh, for the first time in his life, be right, and I need COVID to just disappear tomorrow, and then don't we? We sorry, not I. We and then we then we can all get back to being doing loads of. Um, Big swanky events. We just we need the army. We need the army to come out at checkpoints all around the country and just give us a vaccine. That's it. Just kill COVID. Yeah. They need they need to use their weapons to kill COVID. Yeah. That's Any, what they need. Anyone that's got it. <laughs> see you later. Uh, you've been you've been giving me some. Um, you're quite aggressive. You called me an armchair pastor. <laughs> today, I was bored. I was bored. <laughs> it was during a break at the end of the wasp bath game. <laughs> 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 I have been quite bored over the weekend, actually. I've been quite um, aggressive on only Twitter. Boring, only boring people uh, get bored. No, That's no, what I, I was told as a kid. No, no, I've just got an excitable, excitable mind, mate. I want to keep it busy. Um, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're bored and you start, well, when you're on your own, with your own thoughts, that's when uh, 
That's when the darkness comes. Oh, God, That's why I don't like cycling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Sorry I, about that. I was that. an armchair pundit today. Sorry. About um, that. I mean, no, you, good stuff. I mean, you give me a bit of you give me a bit of stick today when there was a lovely article about Jamie Robinson out, and we just joining joining the article on Twitter and uh, mentioned that he got tackled so hard that he soiled himself. And uh, you come out firing oh, yeah. shots, yeah, but, yeah. But I, you know, it's pot kettle, isn't it? I mean, at least, yeah, at least he was in a game. You just, you just put, you just put yourself in a shuttle test. It's armpit, you know, bumhole, you know. Yeah, yeah, Same. exactly what it is. Hey, mm. have you been all right? Will you, will you spend a long? You would have spent a long time prepping for your work yesterday, wouldn't you? You'd have done a very thorough job. Um, prep what, mate? There's only one game. Previously, he can't look into anything else because it was six months mm. ago. So looked at last week. Blues are terrible, and that's all you, can you do. learn. All the you learn all the players' shoe sizes and stuff, or whatever. <laughs> it's quite it's quite hard at the moment, actually. Like it's quite. Um, there's no form, is there? Well, there's no form leading into there's it. There's no form. No, there's no consistency of selection, or very little. And you've got like at, I was at King's Home yesterday watching Leicester, and it's like they made a right game of it in the end. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute, but first twenty minutes, um, twenty minutes in, Ruth, our producer. Um, she's played like lots of sport herself, amateur level, and like you know rugby's one. And she was like, if a game got to a certain point, it would get called off a certain score. She's like, what score does it have to be here to get called off? And I said, they won't call it off, mate. It'll be a hundred nil before that, and they won't call it off because there's league po- points difference and league mm. position and stuff yeah. like that. And it was honestly felt like, God, this is so easy. This could be a record margin of victory by third. Could be a record by twenty or thirty points, and then the whole game changed. It was, which made it interesting. But if you're you're commentating on it, I mean, it's it's good in one sense that you get to see players you don't normally see. But I I did put the question to Mark Evans, our old boss at Sarries, because you know he kind of knows a lot about this stuff and has worked a lot in the NRL. I saw which it. Is a closed league. There's no relegation. You see it all. Um, you're omniscient. But I'm, like, it, but I'm like the eye of Thundera, mate. Go on. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I just I don't know how if you remove relegation and make it a closed league if you ring fence I don't know how you avoid reasonably regularly having games where one team just basically rests their front their top guys to target another game yeah. and the same argument goes for um, I, I meant to speak to Ugo at the weekend but I didn't I think we were on the same ground but Ugo did Could, a couldn't get near well, him did, could you. No, I couldn't get there because of social distancing, and he's, Too popular. he's got a big on. He's got a big entourage now, and he. Um, oh, he's changed his glasses. I, thank God. He did it. Yeah, exactly. I like his new ones actually. Yeah, They're really nice. Um, they make me want worse eyesight. But he, he did an article in the paper about how he thinks uh, midweek rugby should be a thing, and it should catch on, and should it's and it works. You get more games into fewer weeks, and that kind of stuff. And it, do you know, before maybe it wouldn't look like it looks now. Uh, because relegation is sorted by Saris. But then I thought, if you say there is still relegation in the, from the Premiership and it's not a closed league, midweek games, then, then would they sometimes end up looking like this because of player welfare and there's nothing you could do about it because you'd say the lads are tired and they're going to get injured if they play? Or would it remain competitive? I don't know. I've, I quite like the idea of midweek rugby before I saw it and now I'm seeing it. I'm thinking, well, some of these games are rubbish yeah it's well 59 7 to chiefs you know i've got two points uh on what you've just talked about for 
a few minutes there. One is your, your Mark Evans tweet. I saw that. And, uh, you know, it's a bit disgusting what you put at the end. Hope you're well, fella. You know, thirsty for Mark Not Evans. So fella. Thirsty. Not so fella. Very thirsty for Mark Evans there. Um, I thought, oh, well done for, for, like, you know, disagreeing with him. But then, hope you and the fam are well. Catch up soon. You know, <laughs> I didn't disagree. <laughs> Um, and the second part of um, midweek games, I love them. I love them as a fan because it's more rugby. You know, you, sometimes you're waiting all week for a for a game. Uh, you've got to wait till Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it's it's nice to watch a game on a Wednesday night when you've got nothing on. Um, so it's great. But if you're looking at um, player welfare, um, limiting the amount of games for, for players, I don't think it's possible. Yes, it would be great to watch midweek games, but... Um, and this, you know, during these these last few weeks, has been brilliant because there's been games on, and you know you've only got to wait two or three days to watch another game. But you're right though in the score lines. Um, I don't think they'd be competitive. It'd be too much of a mix and match about what teams get let out. But I think there's certainly room for a product, a rugby product, it may not be the Gallagher, but something to be shown midweek to fill that void from weekend to weekend because. It is enjoyable, mate, isn't it? I mean, what you know, when when you in a working week, you know, apart from you, but because you work a lot of evenings, but most of us, you know, evenings are free, and I love it when there's a bit of live sport on. You got football on a Monday night; um, it's always good. And I'll start again because the beep. Then you got football on a Monday night, which is always great. But if there was rugby on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, it'd be fan bloody tastic. But it's uh, player safety and welfare, which comes top. Yeah, it breaks you, doesn't it? Because you don't believe in it. No, play. Yeah, well, when I was playing, mate, I play three times a week. We used to play twelve games a week when I was playing, and no one ever got injured. Mm. So I remember when um, games are different now, though. Stuart Hooper and I were both injured at one point at Bath. <laughs> does Stuart Hooper really good bloke? Sorry, mate. Does Stuart Hooper shave? Just yes or no? Or I I don't know. And does is he got to the age of shaving yet? No, has he got to the age of shaving Okay, fine, carry on. And a coach, the coach, I won't say his name. She's a great bloke, but walked in, looked at me and hoops, and he's like, "How is it?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "Never got injured when I was playing." And just walked out. <laughs> cool, <laughs> nice <Yeah>. one. <laughs> See you next week then. Because um, I really, I really wanted to be in this sling. That's what I really wanted. You were uh, and I were were pretty similar. We did get injured a fair bit when we were younger, and really through all our career. Um, but I always remember Tony Diprose, number eight at Saracens. I don't think he ever got injured while I was there. No, like I, I can't, I can't remember him being injured. Played all the games, number eight, physical yeah. uh, position. I know he wasn't, you know, your your most physical of number eights, but you know he's. He's still at the scrummage. He's still at the mall. He's still at the still um, a big bloke. He made his tackles. Blokes. Yeah, um, but never remember him. Getting it. Same with Danny Grucock. Uh, I I don't know if you saw it, but when um, Ugo and Ben K and Bass were just chatting about the game, there they were talking about you know clubs trying to find an identity, trying to get players to come in that fit that identity, and that's why that's why Bath so many years ago had um, cult figures, you know, like the. Um, um, like the Robinsons, the Victor Bugus, and then sort of later on down the line, they had like the Grucox, and uh, and your name was mentioned. Oh God, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you know. So 
Well, well synonymous, synonymous with the drug scandal. Thought, wasn't hi- I? thought highly of. Thought highly drug of. scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, there you go. I think they're probably saying that because um, I like you. I'm very, just very well liked by guys. And <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Bar- but Bath are getting there and I, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but I think they were on a bit of a roll and the Wasp game that's just out, I've just watched it now. So it's Monday, 5 to 6 p.m. on a Monday for our listeners when we're recording this. I've just watched the Bath game and it was, um, they weren't helped by the scrums going uncontested because that's a real weapon for them. And, you know, the team I played in at Bath, you know, we weren't, we were a good team and we were sort of getting somewhere and then the, the scandal did knock us back because it cost us a bit, a few players, but that wasn't the only reason the coaching staff changed and we never quite hit the heights, to be honest, but we were getting there. We were, you know, Prem final, Prem semis, Heineken semis. We were kind of getting somewhere, but our one of our primary weapons was the scrum and then, you know, a couple of games, you know, we, we, we try not to be too objectionable on this pod and we say what we think, but we're not trying to chuck people under any buses or anything like that. Or well, if I could, I would. Headlines, really. Oh, God, let's do it. But I, you know, I might, we might have discussed this before in the pod, Tommy, but... um. I remember playing against Wasps, who were like our really keen rivals for a few years, and like you'd play against Leicester, and it was hard work. And if someone got injured, and a, a you know, the, if the scrums went uncontested, you knew somebody was properly injured. You play against Wasps, and I'll say this on record: they flat out cheated time after time after time. They just lied about people being hurt, and we would go on and we'd smash in, smack into them in the scrum, and you would just know that it ain't going to be long before someone goes down. And you just knew it. And I remember what it was like to be a sort of a, we were a power team really. And to have your power taken away like that, it's like, ah, oh, that is brutal. And that kind of happened to Bath, even though Wasp were going very well in the scrums today. Yeah. Um, it kind of happened to Bath a bit, but. Like when, yeah, like when Superman gets in contact with Kryptonite, you know, his power's gone, isn't it? Sit boy. A bit like that. Um, but anyway. All the same stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but. You know, Benke mentioned your name. I I felt a little, a little bit proud, mate. Um, that you remember oh, that you remembered for your rugby and not just your your jacket. I'll be honest with you. I can barely remember being a rugby player. <laughs> Genuinely, I can barely remember any of it, and I don't. Um, my I tell you what, John Connolly was our director of rugby, Australian guy. We called Knuckles and uh, Uncle Nux. He was just one of the just one of the great men. Like, I adore that guy. He. Um, East used to say he'd have a couple of sayings. He'd come into a meeting and he'd say, "Boys, this weekend it's an arm wrestle, and it's who gives away first. It's who lets go, right? So choke him, get your knee on the windpipe and choke him." You're like, "Okay, cheers, nuts." But it was like it sounds. But we we just loved him, and everything he said just worked for us. Yeah. But I remember him saying, "Boys, when you retire, you don't remember anything. You remember a couple of real bad losses." And you got an overall feeling about whether it was a good fun or not. That's it. And I'm like, oh my god, he's dead right. I remember key. Don't remember any key victories really. What was your favourite game ever? I mm, can't remember. I tend to make that up. Big losses. Against your blacks, wasn't it? You're one of your favourite games. And fun. Our best game ever. Facing yeah. down the hacker and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I look back now, like rugby, I don't remember at all. But I remember, you know, the, the socials. I remember the touring. Um, no one wants to hear a story about. A rugby game, do they? They want to. They want to know no. what you did people. when you went away. Yeah, they want to know what people were like. Um, yeah, team socials. Uh, yeah, so you're right, mate. I don't really remember rugby, but I do remember the good times off the field. <laughs> these are yeah, my these it. are my blueprints. Stand these are my speed. blueprints. I remember. I remember. You know, we're not going to go into Storyville, but it's you know someone 
I don't know, you see this quote pop up, it's popped up a million times and I can't remember it. So it's a version of this. It's like, you know what? It's not what you do. It's how you make people feel. And people remember, will remember you by the feeling you gave them. And it's like rugby gave me a feeling of like amazing friendships, brilliant times, great crack, um, being with your mates all the time. I just absolutely loved it. But like you have, it's things like you go on tour and you say, right, I went on this tour with, you know, Mark Regan, for example, and everyone's got a Mark Regan story and you go, I saw him in Bristol the other day. You see, you've got a, uh, yeah, everyone's got a Mark Regan story and well, they don't want to know that he was like trainer of the week every week and he was just flat out every day and he came off the bench and made nine tackles in six minutes and missed none and no one wants to know that stuff. They want to know that he walked into mine and Julian White's room in Auckland and he'd been shopping and he got a new t-shirt and it was white and it had black and gold print on it. And the whole T-shirt was, it said Burberry everywhere. So it said Burberry like a thousand times all over the T-shirt. Can you get the sort of T-shirt I mean? It's like, it, all it does is say Burberry all over it. Mm. And Julian was like, that is nice, Ron. That is a, you know, Jules is a, a, a beef farmer now. That is nice. That is a lovely T-shirt. What make is it? And he said, Burberry Bab. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And we just fell in off. That was it. We just fell in off. <laughs> and he just, I, I know we don't swear on this pod, so you might beep this out. It was just like, wankers, mate. And just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's little things that, that that's people I prefer hearing that than I do about tackle counts. So yeah. the monkeys about that. I'm gonna keep it in, mate. I just I can't be bothered to edit it anymore. It takes yeah, too long. Fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, tonight the rugby was on this. It's Bank Holiday Monday, and it was a three mm. o'clock kickoff. I thought I better check about half one. I was like, I better check because I was all getting red, ready for the seven o'clock program, seven forty-five start. Yeah. And now I've got an evening to myself, so I'm gonna watch. I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere at the moment with Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Not with a knife. Um, and then I'm going to start watching The Loudest Voice at some point. Okay. Um, what I, I watched, pay for that. Well, I watched something. I mean, we'll get into rugby in a couple of minutes now. But I watched a film and I was searching through Sky Q the other night just to try and find something I haven't watched before. I didn't mind watching something I had maybe a few years ago. But I, and I stumbled across a film called Glory. And I thought, oh, I'll give this a go. And Matthew um, Broderick is in it. Um, Denzel Washington. You know, the cast is really good. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And they don't, they don't do crap movies, do they? And nope. it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. It was um, American war drama. Um, 90, it was made in 1989, but it was about the Civil War and about the 54th Massachusetts infantry regiment and they were the first african-american regiment in the american civil war oh wow really good okay yeah and it was an oscar it won an oscar i think denzel washington won best supporting actor in it but oh really enjoyed it proper job then proper job proper job and i just there's not sometimes you you stumble upon a film like that which you you haven't seen because you know we've seen probably the majority of all the great films that have ever been made, for, you know, for a reason, because, you know, you see them advertised. But this one somehow slipped through the net and loved it. Okay, fella. Great music track to it as well. Okay, boy. Um, screenplay by um, Kevin Jar, uh, produced by Freddie Fields, um, directed by Edward Zwick. Um, any, any Christ, this is a lot of information. <laughs> I've just Googled it. Uh, who was the, who was the um, key grip? Um, that I never Stephen, know what that means. Stephen Rosenblum. What is key grip? I don't know. Just it goes made, past in the credits and it says key grip. I made a name up. Joe Smith. 
Right. I don't know. I never went out with key grip is. Um, gopher. Should we talk about, rug- gopher, we talk about rugby soon? Yeah, the gopher was Gordon. There we are. And the, yeah. made 27 million. Wow. Made 27 okay, million. Yeah. That's probably not a lot these yeah th- these days. But then, mm. but then, fella. Um, oh, by the way, this is um, this is the plug. Okay, I'm going to do a plug now. It's not really, but it's something that excites me. I've had the new uh, Land Rover Defender for the last few weeks. Tell me. Yeah, it's, let's just say this, boy. I've done a lot of miles in the last few weeks. Um, obviously, I'm a very environmentally friendly guy, but I've done a couple of thousand miles in the last two weeks because mm-hmm. um, of work. And uh, I would say comparing the new Defender with the old Defender is pointless. It's got the same name, but that's it. Um, it is as comfortable as a Range Rover on a long distance. All the tech works brilliantly. The kids love it. You could smash it to bits, like you could stick pooey dogs in there and sand and bikes like I have the last few weeks and body boards and and bits of marshmallow on the floor and it's just a robust I love it. Okay Dave, it. answer me this. Answer me goes. this. Yeah. When you're alone and you open the door yeah. and you sit in the seat, is it a similar feeling to string fellows? Does your heart rate raise a little? Do you start to sit on your hands? Strip clubs always made me sad. I just went there for the food, mate. I went there for the food. <laughs> You've shown your cards. Well done. <laughs> Bits of string fellows. Yeah. Start to peel you back a um, little bit. Find the true <laughs> David Flatman. <laughs> right, let's get to the rugby, shall it's, we? Anyway, it's a good car. Let's talk rugby, boy. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I know you're always asking me about the Pro 14. Oh, Shanks, we do a bit more on that. You know, I love it. Go um, on. Don't see it enough. Uh, Scarlet's went all right, didn't they, against the Drags? Ah, oh, mate. Scarlet's are good. Scarlet's are good. Dragons... So many errors, but I mean, I, I'm not sure if you've seen 
Steph Evans' hair yet. Um, it's Have wonderful. I've seen it. Of course I've seen it's it. It's wonderful. Dan Jones is really good. Um, they're just a quality team, mate. They play the same way all the time. You know, they want to play, and sometimes it doesn't work, but they try and play expansive. They try and play wide. They rely on sort of footwork before contact. They've got some phenomenal players like Johnny McNichol. Um, is wonderful. Uh, I think he's. I think we're going to see more of him in a Welsh shirt potentially. Um, Kieran Hardy is good. Dan Jones is pretty decent at ten. Steph Evans is the form winger over the last two weeks, really in Wales. Um, and they've they've got an identity, you know. And a lot of teams, I, I, you know, they've got an identity. They've got a culture, so they know how they want to play. Whilst I think a lot of other teams are struggling to find a, a pattern that suits them. Really, you know, they dip in and out, and sometimes it works. But the Scarlets always play the same and they they hammer the dragons um i was at the blues ospreys and i got a bit of stick because we had to predict who was going to win and the scores I, I hate doing them the shit but we had to do them and i went with the ospreys i, hate that. I went with the ospreys because reese webb was playing alan Wynne jones was playing justin tipperick was playing to name a few and you just think you know with that nucleus of player in the team it's, it's so difficult to look past that and back another team um, but the Blues come out and played really well. The, the difference for the Blues between the Ospreys, I just thought, was the size and power of their wingers. Now, um, Jason Harris played on one wing. He's big. He's, you know, probably 16 stone, six foot four. And Josh Adams played on the other wing. And what they give you is intelligence. They're not just finishers. They work hard. Jason Harris scored the first try. Um, on the other side of the field. He scored on the left-hand corner. He's a right winger. And then he put a ball through on his foot for Josh Adams to score. But it's not just finishing. You know, they, they can carry hard in the middle. They can carry hard off nine. They can get the team over the game line. And the Ospreys wingers, they were, you know, they're probably 14 stone. You know, they were they yeah. were guys that need a bit of room, need a bit of space. And it just, it just wasn't that type of game. Um, Jason Tovey, we gave man of the match, um, scored 19 points, okay. all with a boot. Didn't really have to do much, but a, often a you know a 10, even though he didn't do much, he didn't make many breaks, he kicked all his goals, but they're the ones really calling the moves. They're the ones calling the backs moves, the pattern, putting everyone in the right area. So that's why he was awarded player of the match. I shouldn't say man of the match, it's player of the match now. Guinness, player of the match. Um, but James Botham was really good. He played in the back row. Grandson of... Beef Junior Junior. Sir Ian, yeah. Son of Liam. Um, oh, he's a Liam's boy, is he? Yeah, yeah okay. he got better as the game went on. Um, Shane Lewis Hughes was another back row played well. Josh Navidi, his first game back for a long time, was like he'd been playing every week for the last six months. Um, so it's just a good performance, but it didn't matter. It was a dead rubber game. Nothing was on it. Um, but the Ospreys finished below Zebra, which is a bit of a kick in the teeth, but... Toby Booth now, mm-hmm. head coach. He's got a bit of time now to get them right. The season starts in October. Um, yep. And the reason, you know, there was dead rubber games was to find out who's into the semi-final of the playoffs in the Pro 14. So it's, um, bear me out, it is, it is Leinster Munster playing in the first semi-final and then uh, Ulster and Edinburgh in the second one. And then obviously Crikey. goes to final. So, there we are. That is your Pro 14. I mean, I could go on, but I, that'll do me, fella. Well, you've done well there. There'd be a few. That's there'd a... be a few people across the border that might be just shouting guard or falling asleep. <laughs> wake up! That. Wake up! Concentrate on the road. Um. Yeah. 
That's good. Uh, um, we can just before can, I, I carry on. There was a chance that the Scarlets. On. There was a chance that the Scarlets were going to qualify for the playoffs. Um, they needed to do a job on the Dragons, which they did, but they needed Connaught to beat Munster and Munster not get a bonus point. Um, and it was actually really close. Munster narrowly beat Connaught 49-12. Two red cars at Connaught. Jeepers. One high tackle and one leading with a forearm. So, yeah. Otherwise, Jeepers. you know, if the Scarlets got through, that was an extra week of work for me. Oh, boy. Sorry mm. about that. Um, but also, I should mention that. that the Blues played their home game, um, which was it was a home game at the weekend for the Blues, at the Rodney Parade at the Dragons ground. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, good. They should stay there, I reckon. Played well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the pitch is really good. The weather's great at the moment, isn't it? So it's nice and dry. Um, but, you know, it's a bit of a neutral ground, but there's no crowd there. So it, it felt strange, to be fair. You can hear everything, for one. You can hear a lot of swearing, a lot of yeah. bad language. Uh, but I suppose the good thing is you can hear the communication between players and the chat on the field, which often you, you never, ever hear unless you pick up on a ref mic because obviously it's deafened by, you know, the seven to 20,000 people. There. Yep. Um, yeah. So there we are. Pro fourteen. Romeo done. Um, Stick a fork in me. Yeah. We we can we can sort of rattle through the prem stuff um, a little bit, but sale sale Bristol because um, so there was a couple of mismatches. So sale Bristol was a mismatch because it wasn't Bristol's second team, but it was very much a very inexperienced team, and it's yeah, it's a basically one of those post COVID midweek jobs. Um, what I will say so, is that sale have dramatically improved from their first game and I still yeah. think Manu is a 13 like I still think England get the best of him at 13 he's a bit more space but the partnership with Sam James since he's come in at 13 Sale have looked like a different team um, yeah. I, Sam I, James is class so is his brother Luke I also think with AJ uh, McGinnity at 10 they've looked slightly better now you're doing what I did at the weekend. We had to re-record because I always call McGinty McGinnity because we've got a mate, Jan McGinnity, haven't yes, we? It's called McGinty. I'm reading it here. It's called McGinty, but you said McGinnity because nah, we know Jan McGinnity, who it's is an echo. It's an echo. Uh, you're hearing things. The recruitment guy at Tight Leicester Tigers. Anyway, McGinty, yeah, yeah. But Sam James and Luke James are just class. But yep. on top of that class, they got tons of power at Sale up front, and they got Manu, they got Rohan Jansen van Rensburg. They've got yeah, just a little got, bit. A little bit, a little bit of juice up there. So they are, I say juice, not steroids. I mean power. Um, so that and Lou Diego was great, and the Curry boys were the, the Curries were just outrageous. And then John O'Ross comes on, and it's like, geez, when does it end? If you, know? you take Faf Clerk out of that team, is it? This, you know, will they perform just as well? I mean, no. that's a bit of a stupid question, really, because you're taking one of their best players out. Of course, they're not going to be as good. But do you reckon it makes a massive difference? Or... Yeah, I do. I think his, his kicking is a big part of their game and they rely a lot on it. Um, also, his his dancing away from the breakdown, his flat passing up, having danced, is, and his pass selection is excellent. So I think he adds a tempo to them that they would do well not to lose. He's uh, really so that, aggressive that was... as well, isn't he? Which Yeah, he is. He's powerful. A, yeah, for a small bloke, you know, he puts it about. Yeah, he really does. Um, Bristol got... Bristol got chewed up really but the young lads really ripped in they got bashed around and not backwards a lot but they really ripped in and they kind of they, they actually they put on a really good show in the end because they were completely outpowered and out out outgunned but which is the same thing same thing twice um outclassed but they really went for it and it made it you know almost worth the trip up the m5 but it was it was very one-sided and um quinn saints was yep. 
a really interesting game, actually. A really good game. And I just felt like thought Quinn's, Quinn's benefited hugely from having Danny Kerr back. I thought he, a bit like Faf, but even more so, um, to an even greater extent, he really improved Quinn's tempo, which is something that Quinn's rely on, have relied on since the times when they were competing for and winning the Premiership. Um thought they looked good. Uh, Saints look like they can do beautiful things and do wonderful things, but if that doesn't go right, they don't really have the the brute force to fall back on. And you, you wonder, been a bit outpowered the last few weeks, they, what they've done is they've kind of almost cut the squad in half and they've gone for two sort of blended teams mm. as opposed to sending out second team or teams or academy teams. And, I, and that hasn't quite worked, actually. Um, so you think, well, you know, the, the top four teams at the moment, when things aren't going right and they got their first team out, they they can go back to a power game or a driving game or whatever. And, and Saints can't really do that at this stage. So Don't skim they, over this too a... much, Flats, because there were some brilliant performances by Quinns. Now, Mike Brown thought was brilliant. There's a lovely tweet, actually, yeah. by, by um, Danny Cipriani that said, you know, Mike, Mike Brown was, you know, world-class five years ago and, you know, he's keep, he keeps developing his game. Um uh, he was very good, you know, quick tap. And it wasn't really on, even though he quick tapped it. You know, when you look up, it wasn't like a clear overlap. There wasn't a winger standing really wide, like for a crossfield kick. But it's the ball from um, Alex Dombram, which makes it. He takes two or three players, offloads it to Brown, and throws a lovely pass over the top to Earl. There was a miss, There was a mixed match on the wing because Ben Earl was up against, I'm not sure who it was. It might have been Ludlam. Um, but, that, you know, that's a mi- uh, mismatch. But yeah. Don Bram was so good. And then obviously after Mike Brown's break out from defence as well, he throws a ball off the left. Um, and I can't remember who that hits. I think it was Chris Ashton, but it was a beautiful ball as well. Um, it, was, he, it was Chris Ashton, yeah. Yeah, he's playing. Well, the game of the weekend, he was brilliant. Mike Brown and and Don Brown were class. And I also think yep. Scott Baldwin is finding his feet there now. He had a serious neck injury, and he's recovered from that. But last few games I've watched, he scored, a, he, I think this is the second try he scored. Um, but he's looking comfortable. He's good um, in attack, good carries. Um, Lineouts seem to function pretty well. I think he's sort of, I think he's finding his feet now, and he's he's in a good team, which certainly helps. Yeah, and he's, he's looked good since restart because he can run around and play but he I don't, I don't think he doesn't look like a huge guy I mean he's obviously a big man but he doesn't look like a, a monster monstrously no. huge guy but I think he's very very strong he's and big though mate he's not small he's not like a thacker you know there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of size to him he, he might not look as, right okay he might not look as defined as like a um uh Luke Cowan Dickey or or someone of that ilk but he's a big bloke mate he's thick set there's a there's a oh, lot that's of good. Oh, that, that explains it because he's He's really strong in the contact, really strong. Mm. Like he was been really putting it about the last couple of weeks since the restart. So yeah, I thought Don Brown was great. I love that the 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 off the no look pass from Brown to Don Brown is beautiful. And that yep. pass off the left to Ashton, that mm. is exactly when I reckon four times out of five or more that move break that breaks down and Ashton's cursing it and throwing his hands up in the air. Yeah. There wouldn't be many pass, players that, beauty. that could throw that. Um but I went on a stag no. actually with Scott Baldwin. I went and get in Jenks' stag do. Um and oh, yeah. I was actually quite surprised how big he was. I thought, you're bigger than I thought. I could still take you, mate, but it might just take me a little bit longer than, I don't know, five seconds. Um, take you four minutes, not three. Yeah. Um, you, okay, take done, it all back. You, I mean, he's, stand, he's standing next to Joe Marler, and Joe Marler's a thick-set bloke. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I still, Yeah, oh, that's good. So, But Northampton have got a slide to arrest, and Quinn's 
look like they're on the up. You just, but you just don't know if that's a reaction to their director, to Paul Gustard, calling them an embarrassment the week before. And, you know, it, Quinns have kind of done that in recent recent seasons and it's kind of, they sink quite low and then their back's against the wall and everyone's saying they're rubbish and they're, everyone's against them and they come out firing. It's like, that's great for us a lot. But actually, on behalf of Harlequins and their supporters and the players, what you want is them to be you know consistently mad for it is the thing and um, at Worcester they weren't and at the Stoop they were no. so quite I mean, interesting. Uh, Roy, Roy Hutchison looked pretty um, pretty decent from the rugby I saw at Saints at the weekend yeah, um, some nice tasty. some nice hand, hands to put Mac Proctor through finish off a try really well um, Scotland still don't really want to use him he's been capped by them I'm not sure him he's got he's, he wouldn't have too many I didn't go to the Rugby World Cup with them but he's certainly different to the mould from your average 12 or 13 you know he's certainly quick enough to play 13 and we saw that from the pace he you know he had to finish off his try um but also he can create as well so i wonder if he's on their radar for these up-and-coming internationals if they're going to be played uh, I, in november yeah he's super class i think he's great matt proctor looks a really good signing as well yeah um Extra it's all right saints it's just you mm. know Chief, chiefs just was a walkover a complete walkover against too easy really, wasn't it yeah, and it was great to watch because if you watch the highlights, but you, we watched it. Johnny Hill scoring a hat trick. That's not bad. No, he, he's he's a player who he's a player who I think was needs a haircut. No, well, I quite like it. No, he's good. Yeah. Good. He was a really good player two seasons ago, and now he is for me good enough to be knocking on the door to be in the England twenty three. Like I think big enough, one, powerful enough. Yep, big enough. Yep. He's a big man. He's a big, big man. And he's filled out. I'm I just think. playing but devil's advocate a... here, mate. That's all. No, he is a big guy and he puts it about. And there's a lot of talk about Johnny Gray having signed for Chiefs. And I think that's a really good signing, especially for Chiefs because of the, just the work rate, basically. But I honestly think that Johnny Hill is the guy. I okay. think he's the best second row they've got. And um, There were two quality balls. He plays a bit. There's two quality balls over the top from Henry Slade, like on the button balls, like proper... 20 meter passes which were just lovely mm. to watch delicious you know what the winger and i think it was another one forward didn't have to check at all out there i think it was a mulan was one and maybe, oh yeah maybe alex cuthbert was another but just beautiful passes um is it me or has luke cowan dickey put on some good weight some muscle he looks bigger to me maybe he's he is again big he's a thick he is set, big but big he just bloke. he he looks mm. muscular. He's got a prop. He's got a back like a strong man, like you. You know, he's got that big arch in his back and really straight sort of shoulders and neck that comes up. Um, you know, he looks incredibly know. strong. He is so aggressive when he carries the ball and tackles people. I yep. love it. Um, Jack he's Noel great. scores a lovely try. Um, took some finishing. Probably, if you if you're brutally honest, yeah, yeah, you should be stopping that. There's no way you should oh, be definitely. But Dave Ewers piled in and helped him as well. Like, yeah, he but did. You should but, be stopping that. But that, I suppose that shows you what um, team the Worcester Warriors had out. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think oh, on the Cowan Dickey thing, I'd quite like to see an England training session where the second choice front row is Genge, Cowan Dickey, Will Stewart. Because I think there'd be a proper handful of those boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that was a run. That was a runaway win. Uh, the Gloucester game, as I said, was it was about to be a hundred nil. Um, and then Leicester came a very, back. very young Leicester team came back a bit. But they Chiefs, uh, Tigers put Ben Youngs and George Ford on. And Jordan Taufua, uh to a point, 
you know, he, he made an impact because he's just very physical and he started nailing people. But Lavanini was smacking people all day. But mm. Youngs and Ford, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't have thought they could have made such a difference that it became as close as it did. Yeah. Because for a while it was like, oh my God, the Tigers have come back and win this. They could do. Yeah. How on earth? But they gave him so much more direction. George Ford, I mean, they just made such an impact. I was like, kind of, wow. And I think it is, Ben Kay mentioned it in comms and the. Uh, Bath game just now, but and it's a really good point. But it, it's that Ben Youngs will be really pleased with that because there are some seriously good scrum halves around at the moment. But you expect that playing very, you know, very that, well. That's England nine and ten, you know, so they're going to make a massive difference. You know, that's how good they are. That shows you the quality they are. What I liked about Gloucester is is their setup and attack off first phase really good. Like they do, they hold you twice. You know, there's two plays which yeah. they, they use across a back line. You know, a lot of teams will just use one decoy for instance and then try and pick a hole there but they always use two off their attack they did it for one of Thorley's tries so behind um, I think it's behind Chris Harris back to Cipriani then behind another player to um, it was to Jason Woodward who feeds Thorley into the corner looked really simple but there's two jobs to do there they've got to hold the inside defence and they've got to hold the outside defence and it just yeah. made it look so easy what I loved as well is I can't. I think it was. It might have put Thorley through or Harris through, but Cipriani just delays his pass just an instance uh, and lets. I think. It, I think it might have been Thorley run onto it. Yeah, um, lovely that one. But then, as soon as he knows he's got over, you see him in the background. He just turns, jogs away. You know, he's not celebrating. He's just. I've done it again. Jogs back. You know, I just. He does it so many times, and every every time he's got the ball in your hand, you're thinking, right. What's what's going to go on here? Something's going to happen, and that's the excitement with him. I get at ten, uh, watching him at yeah. ten because he always creates something. Always, always takes the right option. Uh, my kids laughed because Harry Potter scored. Oh yeah, yeah, good try that. It's yeah, a really it was good, a good try. Good. Um, I think, um, but uh, Le- Leicester were completely outgunned, and yep. it's kind of like, well, it we saw a load of tries, but. They, how they came back into it, I I do not know. I mean, it was much much more entertaining second half to watch than the Chiefs Worcester game. That's for sure. Um, what I will say to kids or, or players that are still playing now, or you know maybe your your son, or your daughter's playing, but you watch Billy Twelve Trees take the ball flat and then put it behind a player back to a ball yeah. player. It's you've got to sacrifice yourself there because you know you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit hard. It's a blind pass. You've got to be brave to do it, but it's a proper skill behind it as well you watch him because he doesn't run sideways he doesn't crab across he takes a direct line and that ball goes to hand nine times out of ten it's a difficult pass because sometimes your timing can be off and you can't quite get it right maybe you float it too high maybe you, you pass it too flat you've got to leave it in the air but he is one of the best I've seen at delivering that ball and you see that move and people try and copy it all the time and it doesn't work it doesn't work because people aren't running that line right and he runs it as good as anyone I've seen. That is good. That's yep. lovely knowledge. I'll look, I'll look out for that. Um, good boy. Good boy. I'll look out for that. I never thought of that. Um, Irish got beaten 12-40 by Saris. I mean, I haven't seen it because it's one at the same time as Bath or roughly. I couldn't see both. Um, Jamie scored, scored a couple of tri- Jamie George scored a couple of tries, but that sounds like a... I saw it, mate. I saw it. Over. I, I saw it. How was it? Uh, Brad Barrett was really direct, made loads of hits, stopped every attack that uh, Lan Irish put on. Billy Villapola no carried really hard. Uh, Jamie no George, a um, couple of driving lineouts off the back. Um, Poacher. 
just looked really good. Um, Irish didn't really have much to answer for. Just the power of of Cyrus was really good. Uh, Vinopola put him in the right areas. Alex Good um, attacked everything at the back and such a skillful play. The more we see him in the back line, the better. And I haven't watched the game at all. I just made it up. So hopefully that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well done, boy. You had me going. Well done. Um, I like two things. I no one thing I like. That's very good from you. Callum Hunter Hill in the second row. I like. Um, he's a good. He's a good player. Yeah, who cares? Um, who cares? It's gone. But I watched. I watched London Irish uh, the other day, and I thought. I know they got some big names missing, but I thought mm, they don't look the full ticket. You got Blair Cowan hammering people, and they do have some good players. But there are. You know, I they did they they did look off it. They looked off it, and they. You think to yourself, well, mm. if Leicester make a bit of a charge, they will be glad that Sarri's already relegated because they didn't look quite there. And you can stick Naholo on the wing if you like, but how much you're going to get to use him, I don't know. Yeah, but they 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 didn't look the full ticket to me, and there's a bit of work to do there. Now I haven't watched this game, um, but I know you have your beloved Bath. Uh, you were watching. Seen it. Seen uh, it. Yeah, I know you have. I uh, you've seen it. You never ever miss their games. I know that. Um, Seen it. Talk to me. Wasps, 27, Bath, 23. 13-0 to Bath after 12 minutes, and you're like, oh, my God, they are flying. Boys are flying in. Yeah. Benno Urbano's hammering people. They're on it. They're properly on it. Benno Urbano, is this the best form you've seen him in? Yeah, he looks really, really good. He looks really, really good to me. Um, The Bath pack's playing really well. Um Wasps somehow fight their way back into it. They're absolutely up for it. And Jack Willis said at the end he was man of the match, yeah. uh, obviously, as usual. And um, he said at the end they felt really comfortable with the ball in play and they kind of looked it. They really fronted up. Launchbury putting it about. There's some people saying that Launchbury made a really high tackle on the Glanville towards the end and that wasn't picked up. I must say, I watched that on the replay and I thought it's a, it's not a, it doesn't look pleasant for the Glanville, but I'm not. I didn't feel like it was high, but I'll have a look at that. And if I'm wrong, I will I will admit that to myself and no one else. Um, but Thomas Young got injured early. Got He wore a shoulder. Got was a shoulder it a worse tackle than Courtney Laws on Pleason? Remember that one? No, Ooh. no, Christ. But you, Thomas Young was about, he was over a ruck and he got cleared out, but he got a shoulder right in the face. And I thought, right in the head, HIA didn't come back on. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're going to complain about Launchbury's tackle on the Glanville, mm. are you going to go back and say, well, that is a direct shoulder to the head of, you know, a, a player who's trying to counter ruck or he's over the ball? Are you going to mention that too? Because I, I, on my Twitter, I, you know, a lot of Bath fans tweet me and say, oh, did I miss that? Did I miss that? And I think, well, I, I understand, but it, it does go both ways. And I, that wasn't picked up if it was an offence at all. Um, but the two hookers, two was hookers, uh, Tommy Taylor and then Ogre got uh, injured. So mm. something interesting happened. West, who was the loose head, who was playing against Will Stewart, who was going really well against Will Stewart. Well, had one one really good scrum, one ugly one. Um, but they were schoolmates. It turns out, which is always a bit spicy. But he he was uh, still on the field. Both hookers are off. Barnsley was refing. Went to the touchline and said to the team manager, I believe, um, "Do you have a front row on here who can?" a prop who can switch to hooker and they said yes number one has played hooker and is comfortable switching he is ready to go effectively mm. i paraphrase barnsley went over and checked with the player he said are you happy to play the hooker and he's like oh i'll give it a go and barnsley said hang on a minute chief hang on a minute our kid 
I don't want you happy. I want you confident. If you're not confident, you're not doing it. And he said, well, no, I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. Mm. And firstly, good on him because it turned, someone said, when did he, I think I heard on the TV, when did he last play hooker? It's three years ago. You're like, mate, you can't stick him in there. Um, But that that was a real interesting one because I thought, what what are the WASP management? They've won the game now, but what are they going to say to him? You should have stuck in there and toughened up or... You know what? What are they doing? Chucking him in there when he hasn't played there for three years? A big conversation to have, but it, it, it that went, it meant the scrums went uncontested. And although Wasp were scrummaging really well, you would guess on recent form that Bath would have come back into that and used that as a weapon, and they couldn't. So okay. it did affect the game. Right. I've got a couple more questions before we just put this to bed. Now, um, I was interested at the Ryan Mills and Fekatoa matchup against Madavesi and. Jonathan Joseph, how did that go? Any standout performers there? Uh, Fekatoa defended really well. Jonathan Joseph looked comfortable in attack. Um, ultimately, I was kind of didn't see a huge amount of Ryan Mills actually. Okay. Um, I tell you what, when when they went to uncontested scrums, and because it's an HIA, you can sub someone on for to have fifteen men. Because mm. Ogre, the second hooker, was an HIA, so you're not down by a man. I thought, why not stick Jimmy Gopathon? Like, mm. I realise you lose a sort of a big unit there, but you've got Fekatoa in the midfield who's smashing people. He's like a forward when he tackles. And I was like, why not stick Jimmy Gopathon at hooker? He's not going to have to push. And then mm. you've got him on the field as well. But maybe that's ridiculous. Maybe you can't do that, I don't know. But, um, like rugby league, having Roby on there. For stick him Helens. in, yeah. Um, Jacob Boomanger, talk to me about him. He, he had a nice game, actually. He looked mm. good. Uh, when, when things... He does basically basic things quite well, but he looks more and more comfortable at doing things spontaneously, you know, off the cuff rugby. He looks more and more comfortable, and he very nearly put Marcus Watson through a gap that would have been a lovely try. But I Marcus don't want to hear nearlies, mate. Ball. I don't want to hear nearlies. I want well, he, I well, want definitely. Jacob, Jacob Umanga's You nearly were a lion. Excellent. You nearly were a lion. Jacob Umanga's involvement was excellent, but someone else dropped it, so it wasn't really his fault. Um, he was good, had a really good game. Um, right towards the end, something that... I tweeted about it, called me an armchair pundit. Mm. Is your however many meters are 10, 15 meters out from your line? You're you're less than seven, fewer than seven points ahead, and you're Bath. And Wasps have got a line out in your twenty-two. They've got Simon McIntyre, who is a prop, throwing in. So he might throw to the back. I mean, and it might work, but there's a good chance if he does that, it won't work because it will overthrow or it'll be crooked or something because he's not a hooker. So I think you at least, without standing too much like granddad get a tall bloke and stick him up at the front so at least they've got to get over the top the throw's got to get over the top of somebody bath just stayed on the deck and wasps end up grinning the ball cleanly with not a great drill quite low if anyone had gone up from bath they would have won that without question and they drive it over and win the game okay and you think why are bath not getting off the deck is it a plan is it um actually no one thinking is it comms is it fatigue don't know but it it seemed because people are saying on Twitter that's a bad decision. Maybe it wasn't a decision. Maybe nobody made the decision to go up. So it's kind of, it was just kind of everyone just went a bit quiet. I don't know. But you get off the ground there, you win the game. That's what I think. And that's only one moment, but it was a key one for me. That's blockbusters. That's it. Yeah, that's Ru- it, boy. Rugby roundup. Now, um, I want to point you listeners in the way of a new podcast that I've been listening to. I know you have as well. The Missing Crypto Queen really oh, yeah. really interesting it's about a, a doctor oh, yeah. dr ruja i can't um pronounce it dr name. ruja and she creates a rival to bitcoin it's called one coin and it's 
you know, it's it's a bit like a cult. It's a bit like CrossFit. I can imagine loads of everyone basically in CrossFit buying into this one coin, and uh, <laughs> billions and billions and billions are poured into it. Um, with no real blockchain, which means um, I'm not quite sure. You have to listen to it, but it sounds good. Uh, what, uh, but listen to it. It's available on the um, podcast app on your phone and also on BBC Sounds. So get into that. Uh, I have to mention as well that the Lions Tour packages are being released on Wednesday and Flats and I are putting on a tour to South Africa. hope it goes ahead. should go ahead. Um, so if there's anyone wants to... Uh, potentially go on that tour i mean get in touch we, we have to interview we have to vet you first because we can't just have any tom dick or harold coming on it you know you've got to fit the bill um and it'd be a strict interview process uh, wear a suit or a black type um but you know get in touch with us on twitter if you would like to go with me you and uh and matt power we're putting on a special tour it's an official tour it's through lions official travel um, and we're putting one on uh, for 10 days, two tests. We've got Safari, we've got Vineyard, we've got loads of different experiences. It's top level, okay? We've, we've, we've priced it quite high, but we're doing the best things. We're staying in the nicest places. Um, it's well, actually, we, we've priced it quite high, but actually compared with other packages, it, it's not like loads more than your standard package, but it is quite a different experience because we're, we're not doing, we're, we're basically doing Safari and wine and, you know, maybe a bit of golf and beach time during the week. We're, we're not doing hustling around and loads of travel and logistics. We're going test to test, basically. Yeah, it comes with a Category A ticket, you know, merchandise a lot. We go to the Lion's Den games, uh, game days, experience that. We've got restaurants booked just purely for our group. We're looking to take around 60 to 80 people. Um, it is quite expensive. Um, it is around £10,000. What? Um, That's a joke. But it's official. It's official package, mate. We're not... We're not just scraped together some tickets. Um, we're not just putting a, an average tour yeah. on. This is top-level tour with Lions official travel. And you get to tour with the big boys, me and you, hey? Yeah, there's one night we're going. We can't say too much about it, but there's one night where we're just going to, well, a couple of nights where we're just going to have, you know, kind of cool vineyard experience, outdoor dinners, blazing fire, big barbie, and it'd be really cool. Yeah. And we'll be getting we'll be getting mates who play for Springboks, who played for the Lions, who are just around, so we don't know the names yet, but it'll be something like, you know, the sort of Habana types or Lol or, you know, Driscoll, whoever's about, we'll be Shanklin. calling them and getting them over and they'll have a, either, if you're playing golf, they'll have a round of golf and a few drinks and whatever and it'll be very, very relaxed and it'll be, it will be obviously a, a player appearance, it'll be a commercial appearance for them so they won't be very nice to anyone and they won't talk to you but they will be there. Yeah, and there's one night where we're just going to close the doors, we're going to lock them. We've got whips, we've got handcuffs. You know, there's all sorts Christ. of things going on. So, yeah, Christ, something for everyone. Not that kind of trip. All right, guys. Well, make sure you watch People Just Do Nothing on Netflix. It's brilliant. Never get bored of that. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, and uh, we'll chat next week. Is there rugby on next week? Because Pro 14 is basically finishing. It's just the semi-finals. What's uh, what's going on with you and your Gallagher? Uh, yeah, it's, it's on, mate. It's on. It's on. It's still going. The games are still going. Yeah. And then there's a semi semi-finals and finals. You've got Worcester Bristol on Friday, Northampton, um and Queen's Bath on Saturday, and we've got three and a half thousand fans coming to the game. Sellout. Three and a, a half sellout. thousand fans. A sellout. Do you know there were seven hundred people at Edinburgh uh, sorry, yeah, Edinburgh Glasgow game at Murrayfield the weekend. Biggest crowd of the season for them, mind. Whee-ya. You stole my punchline, mate. Far off. Um but- Oh sorry, boy. 
100% was right. 100%. It's the best crowd they've ever had. So, yeah. There we are. Happy with that. We're back. Um, look, good luck to you. Yeah. Um, leave yeah, some reviews. Will you leave some reviews, please? Leave us some feedback. We want to know. Yeah, all right. What, what we're doing yeah, well, what we're not. Yeah, oh, just the good stuff. Okay. Okay. Good luck, everyone. All right. North Star, everyone. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.